Let's get ready to barbecue! Cowboy Kev here, welcoming you to another episode of the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Fire and Smoke Barbecue Company, your place for small batch, high quality seasonings, and if you're in the Chicago area, catering. Man Meat Barbecue is also brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you on the competition circuit or just looking to kill it around the cul-de-sac? Check out Myron Mix and Smokers. They've got a cooker for you. And now, from the Jealous Devil Studios, the charcoal that lights our fire. Can't get anything better than that. Don't forget, use the code MANMEATBARBECUE at checkout for some great deals. Here is our host, Mikey K. Take it away, Mike. What is up, guys? So we are hanging out with Bradley from J. Bradley Seasonings. So we're going to chat with a seasoning line tonight. So we're probably going to talk some seasonings. We're going to get boring. We're probably going to talk product development for some fun. Um, so make sure you guys strap in. It's going to be a fun ride. Man, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us. Um, if you're looking for his Instagram, it's J. Bradley Seasonings, all one word. Um, also, the website is the exact same. So uh, if you Google it, it's going to come up super easy. Man, I want to say, like, like I said, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us. Um, yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, can I throw out a correction? It's actually Brady. Brady. I, yeah, there yeah. you go. I'm and and it's all good, man. I get, I get anything from Bradley, Brad, uh, Grady. Dude. So it's, it's, and I go by my middle name. My first name's James, so I go by my middle name anyway. So oh, I'm sorry. I hate when people do that to me. So I'm, so, I'm very, very sorry. Yeah, it, it's like a thing for me. So I'm, Dude, I'm good. I, I get it all the time. Like people will just decide to change my name, and then I'm just like, really? Just decided to change my fucking name in front of me. But they always just, do it like in, a, in the worst way. Like I'll introduce myself, right, and then it comes back with a different name, and I'm like. Well, I didn't change your name, but yeah. now I think I might. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always feel bad to, uh, you know, like on a call center with somebody from a, another country, and, and the gentleman on the other line will have a name with like 18 letters anglicized, you know, and yeah. he'll get my name wrong, and I'm like, oh, I guess, uh, there's irony for you, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> so what made you kind of start the seasoning line? Man, honestly, um, I've been in the food industry my entire career. Uh, I, I actually work as an engineer for a large cheese manufacturer. Now I've held everything outside of like a, a head cook or chef, you want to call that, uh, in restaurants and bars. My family cooks. Uh, my mother's name is actually Martha Stewart. Uh, you know, we just, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a real story. My dad's Jimmy Stewart too. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, my grandparents had a 1200 acre cattle ranch. My uncle still runs food is just, it's the center, you know, and, um, I've always kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit and I always knew it, it would be something food. And uh, one day my wife, you know, she kind of saw me, uh, mixing, always like blending different flavors, trying different things in the kitchen. And she's like, why don't you do that? And I know it sounds weird. I just kind of ran with it. Uh, now, so which one was the first? The cowboy shake. The cowboy shake was the first. Okay. Cause I know you, you have, you, if I'm correct, looking at, at your stuff, and I don't want to butcher anything else, you have four four different seasonings, correct? I have five. Five? Yep. Oh, yeah, of course, there's five. Yeah. 
Uh, no, Counting uh, my yeah, strong suit today. Started it. Yep. So that one started it. Yep. Started doing product development on it, which for, for those of you guys who have never put out a rub to market, uh, that's when you actually have to start figuring out how much stuff actually goes into your product. And yeah, it's, it's wacky. It's you're, you're playing in your kitchen. Yep. With, it, with a scale and all that fun stuff. And it's mm-hmm. how much stuff actually goes into it. Now, how does that scale? So it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I started out mixing in my own kitchen and, um, I actually started under the cottage food laws here in Colorado. So I could mix in my own kitchen and sell to people, but as long as it was under a certain amount, I couldn't sell wholesale. I knew that that's not what I wanted to do forever. Uh, you know, staying up till 12 at night, like dumping the powder. In the oh, it's so much fun. Let me tell you with, uh, with plastic wrap. And so I actually, um, uh, kind of clandestinely ended up meeting up with a co-packer here and scaling up was definitely interesting. You know, one of my products, we, we have a dried lime juice and citric acid in it. First go round of scaling up, it almost burned and left sores in my mouth from the acid. Because you tried scaling it up with it, the, the acid built. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, um, cause there's by weight, there's by volume, there's different, uh, grains, particulate size. And so it really is, it's, it's a bit of an art, you know, uh, I, I'm an engineer by trade, but it's a, definitely a bit of an art of going in there and, you know, what actually works. And at the end of the day, t- trust in your taste buds. And, and, uh, my co-packer is a super great guy. He, you know, he is a seasoning guy at heart, owns his own storefront and then co-packs for a lot of, uh, food and beverage and, and, uh, uh restaurant service here. And just working with him and him saying like, Hey, you know, from your, your original, what you wanted, your idea to this, you know, is it close? Do you think we need more of this? And it was a, a lot of back and forth. It was really cool though. Now, how many, um, and I'm going to ask you this kind of, it's kind of a weird question, but how many back and forths did you go on? Like, did you, did you start to from, from the first rub or from the first seasoning, right? Development to the mm-hmm. fifth one that you have, did you, did one have more back and forth than the other? Or did you feel like you progressively got better as they went on in the sense of like, you were like, okay, cool. I more now understand what I need to give him in my recipe to hit the nail on the head. You know, truth be told, uh, it's kind of all over the board. I know that sounds, but, uh, you know, I have, I have a Korean inspired one and that one was really, quite a bit of back and forth, but it was my last flavor I added. Um, I had a, a British inspired, you know, hold the bad food jokes, but I have a British inspired seasoning and that was probably my shortest. Right. And so, uh, you know, the first one, obviously there was quite a bit cause man, I wanted to nail it. That's my baby. That's my, yeah, that's your, that was like, let, let's hit this out of the park. It was the one. And, and it's just the thing that like, Hey man, this is it. Uh, and then the Cajun one was a little in between and the outlaw was, like I said, it burned my mouth the first time we dialed it way back and kind of, kind of got it. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it was an interesting process, but I nerded out over that stuff. And so, you know, somebody who's like, hurry up, make a business. They may have gotten a little frustrated with it. I, um, I, I enjoyed it. And like, you know, the, some of the product that my co-packer could get versus me like ordering online and waiting for some guy in California to send it to me, you know, his stuff is ground fresh. He might have a better source of supply that would play up a certain note better than the other, you know, and, and so that's, that's, 
And that's another thing that I was going to bring up uh, that you kind of, I, I figured we'd kind of keep like, you know, squirreling through this, this lovely hole that we're going, that we're going through. But it, 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 when, when you are creating something and you're, and you're bringing something to market, you got to, for you guys that are listening, you got to remember that it's not always the same spices that you're playing with. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? There's huge differences. Yes. Huge. So the type of uh, cinnamon or the type of cumin, the grind, the, um, you know, uh, obviously the volume either, uh, or the weight. I mean, there's so much going on there. You add more salt, it might actually pull, pull some more of the, the oil out. You may not, you know, there's, there's a lot going on there. Oh, absolutely. And that, that's where, like, that's kind of actually where I'm at in my life right now. Right now, we, I own a catering company also, which is called Fire and Smoke Barbecue, and we have a seasoning line. Mm-hmm. And we are making it all in our commercial kitchen. All oh, cool. It. No. No. <laughs> I went co-packer, so. <laughs> like, it's cool. Like, it is cool. Don't get me wrong. It's really, I love it, and I, it's super cool. But I'm, I've, I've grown it to the point where, like, if I don't go co-packer, it's not going to grow. You can't, you can't do it, yeah. Like, I can't get orders of, hey, I need nine cases. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Now I gotta, you know, I need nine cases of this, I need eight cases of this, I need four cases of that, I need this, and it's like, we only have four. We have four, and I want to put out two more that I already Mm -hmm. am kind of working on. But it's like, okay, but if I put out two more, then it's going to be, I need five cases of this, five cases of this, and it's going to be like, exactly. okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah, the swapping back and forth is hard. And, and, you know, I'm in a good enough position and, and fortunate enough, good relationship with my co-packer. Literally, I, I can ride a bike there in 10 minutes behind my house for his facility. Oh, that's can, awesome. Yeah, and so, you know, he works well with my, my um, packaging and boxing folks. He works awesome with my distributor that comes by and picks up. You know, if I want to do a large order versus a small order, he keeps, you know, his his uh, cost of scale is pretty tight no matter what I pick, you know, because, you know, he works with me. He's a, he's a local guy and he, and he likes that, doing that. I'm that fortunate. is fantastic. Unfortunately, yeah. I am not going super local. Um, right. But I am going with – currently I'm working with a very, very good co-packing guy. So I'm very cool. excited to be working with him. Um He's well, very, I do know the guy. If you're, <laughs> if, if it doesn't work out, I, I, I mean, I'll talk to you. But um, he's very, very well known in, in the barbecue industry. Um, he he's a great dude. So I'm very, very excited to be working with him and, and see where that goes. Yeah. Um, I think that I will actually take. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him about it because we we're in the we're in the infancies of working together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we like I said, we have four rubs. One of our rubs is a shiitake rub. That's the only one that I am not giving up. That one, that one will be continued to be co-packed by us. Oh, cool. Um, and the reason being is we smoke shiitake mushrooms and then we dehydrate them and then we put them inside the rub. Oh, gotcha. So, so it's a pretty artisan piece of that, of that flavor profile. Exactly. It's a huge piece of that flavor profile. And the other issue is that no co-packer wants to do that work yeah right yeah which is it's just such an extra <laughs> uh, absolutely you know and i uh 
one of the things about my guy, he um, because he has a storefront and that's the other half of his business. Yeah, they're super creative, right? And they're always doing the cool blend, you know, like a savory spice mart. He's kind of like an independent yeah. version of that as far as the storefront. And so he goes and does really creative stuff. So he gets a lot of some of the more exotic ingredients and knows how to use them. And yeah, and that's where I looked at, especially with my Korean blend, uh, the British one as well, you know, we're really uh, different. And, and, you know, I, um, I always went a different, you know, everybody always wants me to have a barbecue rub. They always hear, you know, cause barbecue is big now. And rubs. Yep. I, I went the route of seasoning and, and I like the idea it's anywhere from grill to kitchen. And I start grill backwards, right? Like mint, mint for grilling, mint for barbecuing, but you can use it in kitchen as well. Cause my rub's not gonna be anything special. You know, I, I kind of abide by the, uh, the central Texas barbecue thought of, you know, uh, salt, coarse pepper, smoke and the meat and high quality meat, you know? And so yeah. I just, I think people make some awesome products out there and I'm not trying to dip my toes and even get close to that, but these are kind of those flavor profiles. I just found myself going to, kitchen and grill and and that's where i went with it you know and, and that's i thing, don't, I don't think yeah. i was gonna say i don't think there's anything wrong with that i mean the the big thing that i think most people forget and don't think about is rubs are seasonings yeah they, oh, at yeah, the end absolutely. of the day you know what i mean yeah. but so many people get stuck and they read that stupid label and they're uh, like oh it can only go it, it can only go I one way why. yeah and it's like, no, 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 you can use this literally on everything. Like, right. so we don't put sugar in any of our rubs. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily because I'm against sugar. I just yeah. don't, don't use it. Right. And you I, know? I like that, you know, um, I only have sugar in one of mine and it's a natural cane sugar. It's in the Korean one just for a little bit of sweet, but yeah. I don't like, I don't like absolutes when it comes to cooking. It's almost like diets, you know. I don't like absolutes of like I would never have this. Like if it needs sugar and it needs a sweet note, it needs a sweet note. If it if it doesn't and you want it to play this way, then you do that. And that go that's anything cooking right. That's any anything flavor wise is is whatever it needs, it needs, you know. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And like for us, when I first when I first made our first rub, the only reason I was not trying to put sugar in it was because I was like, dude, I'm so sick of so many people using rubs and their shit coming out black because it's mainly sugar. Yeah, it's, it's going to caramelize too far. It, and then- it caramelizes too far and then it turns black. So yeah. my thing was, how do I not get that to happen? Right. How do I idiot-proof my rub in a sense? Oh, yeah, I, know, that's, I mean – that's your engineer. You're kind of reverse engineering it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So I was like, how do I do that? So I, I started playing with honey powders and, and honey and granulated honey and stuff like that. So that's actually what we use as our sweetener, granulated honey. Oh, very cool. And I, I think it adds a different depth of sweetness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? In a molasses type thing. You know, yes. Yeah, different. It's just a different flavor. Exactly. Know? It just gives you a different flavor profile, which at the end of the day, if you try 15 different rubs, there's some rubs that taste damn near identical. Oh, when yeah. When you start yeah, going yeah. into sweetness, sweetness. Because you're getting brown sugar or you're getting turbinado sugar. And unfortunately, yep. turbinado sugar tastes like fucking turbinado sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, exactly. You're getting, you're getting salt, you're getting sugar, and you're getting some spi- spice and smoke notes in there. And yeah, yep. exactly. So you got to do what you got to do. 
So um, it, it's just like, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But so when we were doing that, like I, I went with Honey and then like we do we do a thing that we call the classic, which is basically salt, pepper, garlic and onion. So, you, you know, it's like your SPG. I, I call it our SPG on steroids because it has it has a lot of garlic in it. I'm, I'm a big garlic person, so it has a lot of garlic right. on it. And, you know, it has that onion powder to kind of mellow it out a little bit and that salt and pepper. And I think the biggest mistake I made was saying that it was a barbecue rub. I should have just put seasoning. Exactly. so many people are like, well, you know, it doesn't hold well on pork. And it's like, well, it's not really meant for pork. It's more like... Smoke something for like, yeah, 12 hours. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that's probably going to be lost. Yeah. But it's like, it's really, really good on chicken. It's really, really good on, you know, other things. And it's also fantastic as a seasoning. Right. You know, going on your eggs in the morning, um, going into pastas, going into, you know, all these different things. It's just a really good all-around blend. Um, right. Anything that calls for salt and pepper, just throw this in, right? And oh, it's yeah. just going to add a little bit more flavor. These are old cavenders or something. It was more than salt and pepper, and it got you interested and in, in, in waked up the taste buds a little different, right? Exactly. And I feel like that was the one kind of mistake we made on that branding, and I might change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's really funny. So we made a brisket rub. We have a brisket rub, which is because we're a catering company at the end of the day. We're a catering and pop-up company. So um, we we use our brisket rub, right? And it's so funny, like, we were doing, um, like, samples, and this guy comes up, and he's like, well, I want to try try the uh, try the brisket rub. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, just so you know, you're trying it on a very, very small piece of meat, because, you know, you're not trying it on a big brisket. Right. Uh, and it's going to be heavy black pepper, heavy cayenne, and salt, and there's going to be a lot of black pepper note to it. Guy tries it, he's like, way too much black pepper. <laughs> oh man that's yeah and i'm like yeah but i'm trying to explain to you it's heavy heavy black <laughs> well you're not that's that's the problem you know part of it any food you gotta we do demos a lot obviously with covid and stuff that's mm-hmm. on it. but you know you, it's hard to explain because we have such a distinct product that you know if somebody eats a piece of cheese that's what it tastes like that's what that's what the cheese yeah. tastes like when somebody tastes my stuff, you know, I'll try and cook something with it, but it's meant to be cooked with. So it raw is going to change with the product that it's being used on and the cooking technique it's with that it's yep. intended for, right? And so, you know, some people throw a little on their hand like, oh, that's not too bad. Some people are like, oh, God, too much black pepper. I'm laughing because some people are like, too much black pepper, too spicy, whatever it is. Yeah, but you're but- like, hey, put that on a roast. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna translate a hundred times differently. Yeah, it'd be like drinking the wort of beer before it's ever fermented. It'd be like, oh Jesus, this is like sugar water. Like, yeah, that's not that's not what it, the final product is. I'm just giving you the notes of like what it can do for you. Exactly, and that that I think that's the hard part when they sprinkle it on their hand and then they try it and they're like, oh God, there's a lot of there's a lot of this, there's a lot of salt. I mean, if you're gonna do, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, there's a lot of salt. There's a lot of, it's like, yeah, but you're taking pure spices and throwing them into your mouth. 
Like, yeah. it's going to taste differently on something. Yeah. You wouldn't drink a cocktail by hitting the bitters only, you know? Like, that's... Yes. There it is, you know? Uh, but it's interesting, and what I like, and it, it kills me that I haven't been able to do my markets, I haven't been able to do my demos. Yeah. I love interacting with people, and I actually like the feedback, and of I course. love throwing the creative stuff. It's it's fun, you know, because people will give you ideas. Like, there's a lot of things that I already thought of, and people come back at me. Well, so the cool thing is, like, there was one market that we were doing quite a bit before, obviously, uh, COVID and, you know, all that. Like, I started getting people that would come back and tell me what they're putting it on. Yeah, exactly. Which is so great. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, hey, have you tried it on X, Y, and Z? Hey, I know that your, you know, your brisket rub is for brisket, but have you done it on eggs? Or have you done it on this? And it's like, well, no, I didn't think about that, but now I kind of want to. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, right? You know, and it's just my, uh, insane. Yeah. My British one, uh, my nephew, he's like 11, and he likes it on hard-boiled eggs. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, wait a minute. It would make an amazing egg salad. And it does, because it's, it's been referred to as like the mildest, lightest curry you've ever had. Okay. It's got Worcestershire powder and nutmeg and sage. So, so it's got like that kind of profile going, but mm-hmm. it's amazing in like a chicken salad or an egg salad. And I got that idea from, you know, an 11 year old eating it on our eggs. Eating on eggs. On yeah. boiled eggs. Yeah. Th- that's the thing. Like you, you don't think about these kind of things and then it's like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could no, throw it on there. I, I, I dig it. Uh, my outlaw, it's like a, it's kind of like a, a chili lime. Awesome okay. on pop, and uh, you know my wife's friends and kind of like, oh, you should do it, and, I, and then I kind of put it on fresh fried tortilla chips, and then it became like a chili lime thing, you know. Some of those ideas, it's it's cool, it's a lot of fun that way. One of my it's- buddies, uh, actually, he doesn't barbecue very much. He's a barbecue guy in a sense, but he does not do a lot of his own cooking. He's like, when I look at spices, he goes, I figure, I look at like, what do I think is going to be good on popcorn? A little bit. Well, because it's it's kind of a flat flavored in a good way. Yeah, it's kind of flat starch, flat carb. You know, you throw some butter on it, but it's still pretty. You know, pretty mild, pretty neutral. And so, yeah, you can kind of taste the flavor how it's going to play. You know, the uh, thing that we did, we were gonna we were gonna start actually doing. He kind of gave me that idea. Is we were starting to do samples on popcorn. It it's awesome. We've done we've done it. it, it Have you? Really- yeah. See, we we hadn't we we were gonna start it and then COVID happened, so we haven't gotten the results or you know got to see like firsthand the results of what it would be like. But I'm like, hey, if that's kind of how you're gauging how you want your seasoning, I'm like, damn, that's not a bad idea. A, no, it's cheap. It's not at all. Um, I'll tell you what, my number one thing that we demo like when we were demoing at Safeway, and a, an older gentleman that, that works for a demo company I was using for a while brought this up to me. We use like mild Swiss cheese. I'll get like you know a pack of like Kraft Swiss cheese. Okay. Cube it up, or you know little yeah. Bangers and put it on there because it's a mild enough profile and there's enough oils that carry the flavor in there. And people loved it. it it's it's so nuts because at first I was like, yeah, we're talking like a goat cheese thing, and he's like, no, 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 just trust me. And I'm like, all right, you, you know what you're doing. You know he'd worked in food marketing and stuff, and he's kind of semi-retired. And I, uh, I was like, okay. And I did it, and people love that. And and they'll just be like, I love the little cheese idea. I love the thing you do. I'm like, okay. That's, you know? a, that's kind of another cool idea. 
what we were doing a lot of it was we would I would roast pork loin. Yeah, there you go. Because pork doesn't have much of like it has a little bit of flavor, but it doesn't have a ton. Yeah, it's a good is if it's not too fatty, yeah, especially it's pretty it's pretty uh, mild, yeah. And we would roast it instead of smoking it because I'm like I don't want to add I don't want to add that smoke flavor because if somebody takes it home and roasts with it, I want them to know what the seasoning tastes like. What they're getting, yeah. What you know what I mean, and that they're going to be like, wait, it's missing that one little flavor profile that maybe I liked. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you didn't smoke your wood. And and you know, well, some of my demos, I would actually make food. You know, especially if it's some of my uh, my smaller vendors, like some of the outdoor stores I do, and at the food markets, I, uh, I would actually grill. I have this cool like 1980s Farber Ware grill that was obviously made before like electrical code and safety codes were a thing. You know, like you. If you ever watch like Arrested Development, like the corn baller where the guy would like burn his arms on like, <laughs> the 80s fryer. But, uh, but I mean, I would actually go and like cook up little pieces of steak. You know, I'd kind of pre-cook them at home. You know, <clears throat> use like mirrors, cook them up or, yeah. you know, pieces of pork or chicken. People loved it, man. And it worked awesome. Uh, do some dips and stuff. And, uh, you know, try again, going back to the, you don't want them to taste the seasoning. You want, to t- want them to taste what the seasoning does. It's like, yeah. you don't sell the steak, sell the sizzle, kind of that. Yeah. You know? And and I mean one of the bigger things too is when when seasonings are heated, they they release their oils, right? Yeah. Well, and some oils will even die off, you know, yeah. at certain temperatures. They'll, they'll degrade fast, and yeah, it's crazy. So it it make it makes a it makes a very good like when it's cooked food, it makes a very interesting flavor profile, right? Because then they see they're like, oh, well, this pepper. This this pepper's not as peppery as I thought it was going to be, because the oils kind of exactly. released into it, and then they they built built into a different flavor profile because they married with another one. Exactly. So that that's and you a know big at the one. end of the day, I um a lot of these you know people are always like oh what what was your intent with some of this stuff and I'm like you know if I can get people interested enough to like try a new seasoning maybe all of a sudden. That gets them to try a new food type or an ingredient, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're trying getting creative. And I just think it helps the overall food ecosystem in general. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe they've never had Korean, but if they can throw it on a on a pork chop and grill, it and they're like, oh, I like some of those flavor notes. Maybe then they try the little local Korean shop that opened down the street. Maybe then they're cooking it at home. Maybe the, you know, and that's where I really wanted to go with some of these, outside of just liking it myself. <laughs> but. Cool. I think that's that's an important thing because it's like people they they might be scared to try something different, but if they can try it at a cheaper rate, I guess, and at home where they control the the amount, you know what I mean? Because there's so many people that are like, listen, I like like with your Korean seasoning, I like that kind of flavor profile, but maybe it's too hot for me. Maybe it's to, you know, whatever note you want to say in there for me. But if I can control the amount of seasoning that I put on it, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like if I, if I season light with a light hand, right, uh, right, maybe I'll like it more because the hints aren't as bad. And then maybe I'll grow a tolerance to that lightness and I, I'm going to put a little bit more on. And I'm going to put a little bit more on. And that's, I think, how a lot of people learn to like different flavors because they introduce them slowly. Yeah, they're able to, like, yeah, take it from there and, you know, 
going to the shallow end of the uh, the pool, and then then all of a sudden, you know, you're going, you're hitting a Korean barbecue place, and you're ordering the authentic stuff, you know. Yeah. So I, I love that, you know. I love that people try it that way and ease into it, and you know, if nothing else, it's my creation that somebody's trying, and I kind of get a buzz off of, you know, I put it out there for the world and somebody likes it. You know, I created something that somebody else gets to enjoy that I don't even know that person and they found it and they enjoy it and they're doing it. It's a cool feeling, you know? Well, it always blows my mind when like, you know, I have a lot of retailers, obviously like you do that, that reorder. And it always just blows my mind when it's like, Hey, we're out of this. We need more. And it's like, damn. Yeah. People that buy my shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that means that I like, we're in somebody's spice cabinet. Like, yeah. Somebody you don't know. Somebody you've never met. Somebody that you have no idea who they are. And it's like, you, it's something that we've seen, touched and put out to the world. And that person knows of the brand, you know, they look at that, but they might not know who you are. So it's like, it's a very interesting like thing. It's also really interesting to me, like, some of the local retailers that we have, like, you know, I would go into the stores when I'd drop off for them, and I'd always kind of just pay attention, and it'd be so interesting when somebody would pick it up, look at it, kind of, like, read the back, and then put it in their cart, and you're just like, yeah, that's awesome. You feel validated a little bit, right? Like It feels fucking really cool, but at the same time, it kind of feels weird because you want to be like, hey, I made that shit. Hey, me, 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 yeah. But you can't be like the weirdo, you know what I mean? Like, you can't go up and be like, excuse me, like, yeah, good choice right there, you know? Yeah, yeah, solid, that's a a solid choice, my man. (laughs) Like, I was in one of our retailers, and um, one of the guys was like, holding two of our different rubs, right? And he's, like, kind of, like, playing around with them. And, like, I made the joke. I'm like, just get them both. They're, I hear they're pretty good. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I tried this other one by them, and I really liked it, so I'm coming back to see if I like any of the other ones. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I'm like, well, awesome. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, then just try both of them. I'm like, what's, what's there to lose? He's like, you're right. I'm just going to get both of them. And the the manager of the area was like, why didn't you say anything that it was yours? I'm like, I didn't want to, like, make it a sales pitch at yeah, that point. Already, hey, the man's already bought one. Yeah, right? like, like... Like, let let capitalism take its course. Yeah, I was like, I didn't want to make it, like, a sales pitch, being like, I make them, so they're really good. And then yeah. I also thought, like, if I said that, it might have lo- lost a little bit of the the tip that I gave, Right. Where he might have been like, oh, well, of course you want me to buy fucking both of them because yeah, exactly, you're yeah. going to make money off of it. Right. Where it's like, yeah, I want you to buy both of them because you're going to make money off of it. But honestly, at the end of the day, I want you to buy both of them because you're going to enjoy both of them. You gave him a consumer opinion, you know, or in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to, like, ruin that for him. Yeah. I always talk about, you know, when once you get into retailers and people are buying, you know, it's kind of a rubber meets road thing because – You've gone through all the family members. You know, you you're a you're a small business owner and, yep. and private business owner. You know, you've gone through all the family members and all the friends and all the former coworkers and everybody that's gonna tell you it's good, e- even if it's shit. You know, but you get out there and, and John Q. General Public has it, man. And and if they like it, you know, it's pretty it's pretty gratifying. 
It really is. It's it's a cool feeling that you that you've made a product that people are willing to spend their money on and they enjoy. I I don't know. I get off on that. I think it's cool. Well, that's like one of the things that like um I kind of say all the time when people are like, "Why don't you do competition barbecue?" and I go, "I do. I just do a different style of it." And they're like, "What yeah, do you mean?" Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, well, what do you mean? I go, well, I cook for vending, right? I vend barbecue. So to me, that's my competition is how do I get you to give me your money? Versus the guy down the street. Versus the guy down the street. Yeah. So when you give me your money, that's me winning a competition. And yep. that's me being like, hey, I got, I got money. You know what I mean? And it's it it's to me that's harder than most competition barbecue is yeah. because A, I'm up against you giving me actual money. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like a lot of times, like when I'll talk I have talked to a lot of guys, I've talked to a, a shit ton of barbecuers, and it's funny, like the first thing I always hear is like, man, I I've been told I should I should become a I, I, I should become a professional barbecuer. I'm so good. I should become a professional chef. I'm so good. Cool. Everyone always tells me my food is the best. My food's the best. I go, cool. Ask those people, ask those people for money. What? Next time they tell you that their food's really good, be like, awesome. That's $45. Yeah. And see if they'll give you that. And see what their reaction is. If their reaction is mm -hmm. like... Oh, no, no, that's not worth $45. You ain't there yet, buddy. Yeah, well, the thing is, too, there's a lot of different avenues. Like you said, you know, you're, you're doing pop-up, you're doing catering, there's there's competition, there's brick-and-mortar restaurant, there's yep. delivery service, the, you know, there's uh, retail products, CPG-type products. That's what's so cool is there's a lot of different avenues to go. You know, yep. I had a lady hit me up one time at a market. And, Would you, do, you, do you cater? Would you do, like cater dinner parties and i'm like i mean i'm maybe but like that's not my it's not my thing you know and and i just think it's cool that between technology we have now and america's food culture we have now compared to where we were you know probably when guys like us were growing up yeah it, it's, it's cool. definitely changed oh man me and my wife talk about it all the time like you know when we were growing she grew up in uh topeka kansas i grew up in a place called wichita falls texas it's about a hundred thousand people each. i know exactly where when it is. we were growing up had like the the mom and pop diner, you know, down home food. You had like one Mexican restaurant. You had like one mall Chinese type thing and some pizza stuff. And now, now you've got if you want to go for Thai, if you want to go for Taqueria Mexican, you want to go interior Mexican, you want to get Northern Italian, Southern Italian. You want, you know what I'm getting at? Like, oh yeah, if absolutely. there's one thing in our food culture in the past twenty to thirty years has come light years from where it was. It's amazing. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, I was lucky enough to grow up in Chicago. So we had a... We, city, hands down. You're hearing it from the horse's mouth. If I lived in Chicago, I'd weigh 800 pounds. I love that city with the food. Um, it, we, have, we have a very big food culture. We actually... Uh, I, I feel like we have a very, very hard food culture um, in the sense of if your restaurant isn't good... Dude, Chicago just won't go. No, I mean, they just won't do it. They just bail. They just, yeah. I've never had a bad meal in Chicago. Well, okay, I gotta, I gotta ask. 
Which, what's your, uh, what's the deep dish place? What do you uh, lean? So, I'm not a huge dip, deep dish person. That's fair. Okay. I like, I actually love, but my favorite place is Paisano's. Okay. I, I, the times I've been there, I've always done Lumalnati's. I, I've had others, but yeah. Lumalnati's, because I like it, because you go and you like, you have the beers while yep. you're waiting. It takes a while. And it just, I don't know, there's something about it that, like, I feel like if I worked real hard, I could find someplace better. Pequod's but I a little bit better, like, too. Yeah, yeah. So Pequod's Man, and Paisano's next time you're you're in the in the city of Chicago. Um, Pequod's is, it, it's, it's, it's it, Pequod's is probably the best pizza in Chicago. Um, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm a big fan of, I'm a really big fan of, um, like, Tradition Neapolitan pizzas, like you know, brick oven, yeah, 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 yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, they're a little bit outside the city. They're up in Wilmette. Uh, there's a place called Grateful Bites. They're they're fucking probably one of the best ones. They they make some killer, crazy, crazy like, just pizzas that they do. Um, they actually we teamed up with them to do barbecue pizzas one Sunday. Dude, oh, cool! It was, it was crazy. It was so much fun. I uh I went to a uh, it was a Polish restaurant. I was I was in uh, Elk Grove Village. Yep. For work one time, and I went to this Polish restaurant. It was just like mind blowing. Like sat there the whole night. This little, <coughs> little old man sitting at the bar. Little old man was buying beers the whole night. Bought my food. Come to find out, he was the owner. He had been like a, a you know a political refugee from the Soviet era. And dude, the food was like insanely good you know i'm eating this bread with a spread thinking it's butter and they're like oh you really like our lard you know after like three cupfuls of like lard bread and it was just you know schnitzel and goulash and like all all that shit you know that people you know made it through world war ii and the cold war on oh my god it was good it's, but that like chicago every time i go there it's something different it's something super hearty in like the best way and it's always like a cool story. You know, I like, yeah, oh, you're lucky man. You're lucky man. Dude, it has to be hearty in the sense like we get cold fucking winters. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like you, when it when it's, it's negative city, you want to feel like you're paying for food, you know, you're yeah. paying for sustenance, right? Yeah. And then we get we get some badass you know, we have badass restaurants in general like just in general. Like we got a place called Kaiser Tiger that does it's a sausage and beer place. And man, I feel like I've heard of that. Sorry, I followed on Instagram. You know, anything cool on Instagram these days, you follow. You, you follow, so. dude. So they do, they do like a sausage and beer place, and like they, they just do some killer, crazy different sausages. Um, there's just so many cool little unique places. Like, half, there's a place called Half Shell. If you're really, really big into seafood, Half Shell mm. is the fucking place to go. But people, make sure if you go check out Half Shell, don't bring a credit card. It's cash only. Um, and it, it, it's literally like it, you walk down, down these stairs and into like what I can only explain to you as like your grandma's basement, right? Cool. <laughs> like that dingy, like, you know, like brown walls, brown wooden walls. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, the wood panel, yep. Yes, it's very like, hey, this has been here forever. And they do nice. – and I'm hoping they make it through COVID. Uh, but they, they would do some like insane, insane deals. Like 
I think it would be like Wednesday nights. It would be like five dollar lobster half like half lobsters. So it's like, dude, it's it was cheap. It was fucking cheap. There, uh, there was a place um, that's called um, Crisp. Dude, some of the best Korean fried chicken you can fucking get. Oh hell yeah! Like. I lived, like, down the street from there for a while. It was the worst idea to move there ever. That's dangerous, man, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was like, dude, let's go get crisp. And then I was like, I'm going to fucking die. Uh, It's like the old Chris Farley, like, it makes a baker's dozen heart attacks, Bob. You know, with the... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So it was, like, not a good idea. Then there's, like, there's a place called Bat 17 up in Evanston. Dude, some of the best brunch you can get. Listen, man, it's a Dude, it's a good food city. It's a great what, uh, food city. Let me ask you this: What you know, being in the barbecue, what um, what's the barbecue scene like in Chicago? You know, because it's <coughs> it, I mean, there's certain things you hear about Chicago barbecue, but it's not your Texas, Carolina, Memphis, Kansas City, you know, Santa Maria. It's it's not one of those like very dis- distinct defined. What's it like? So, with us being in Chicago, we can kind of pull from everything. You know what That's I mean? Cool. Which is nice because we can make yeah. it like a melting pot. We can say, hey, our brisket is Texas. We do, you know, a lot of people will say they do Memphis-style ribs or they do St. Louis-style ribs or, you know, whatever. Um, that your pulled pork, people will be like, oh, we do Carolina pork. We do this. We do that. So there, a lot of the restaurants pull from a lot of the different genres of, of barbecue and we don't have to follow the rules. Like, if I was to open up a restaurant in Texas, Texas is going to want Texas barbecue. If they, I, they want that. Exactly. If I open up a restaurant in, you know, the Carolinas, they're going to want Carolina-style barbecue. And that's what they're going to expect yeah, right. as perfection. So with, with us being here, we can kind of – use it as a melting pot and say, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do a little bit of that. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that. We can do a little bit more experimenting too, because people are a little bit more open-minded to it. Like we do a barbecue brunch. Oh, cool. And you know, I think it'd be difficult to do a barbecue brunch in other places because they'd be like, well, that's not real barbecue. Well, it's like, well, I did smoke my brisket. I took yeah. my brisket trimmings. I made gravy with them. The only thing that really didn't get smoked was was the biscuit in this in this meal, you know? Yeah. Because we do brisket, biscuits, and gravy. Which, but that's that's the thing. About barbecue is, I mean, what you know by that standard, what is real barbecue? Because there's so much, you know, the the the, uh, the ingredients, the technique, the culture with it, the experience of it, the event, you know, like. Yeah. There is so much there, and so it's cool that you guys get to be uh, versatile and, and and pull and choose. I mean, shit, you know. In my opinion, any brunch could be a barbecue brunch if you try hard enough. <laughs> you know? I just think uh, like we and we. Yeah, I've man. had this conversation with uh, a buddy of mine, my buddy Kev, that we do barbecue chat on Sunday nights. Um, we 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 were kind of saying like that's the hard part about barbecue. The definition of the term is way too big. It oh, really it's is outside of its original bounds. Yeah, like yeah. it's a hundred percent too big, and that's why I feel like it in the food industry, 
it kind of gets lost in transition and doesn't get the recognition that it deserves mm-hmm. because there's such a large large net that they cast for barbecue. It's not like French. It's not like Italian. It's not like Mexican. You know what I mean? Where you know, hey, I'm expecting a certain thing. Like, for me, we used to do Taco Tuesdays every time, every, every week. Um, and we, mm-hmm. I lived up in Rogers Park, and I lived right off Clark Street. Which, if anyone knows Chicago, if you live off Clark Street, I mean, I can throw a rock and hit seven fucking taquerias as as it keeps as the rock keeps flying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can literally like shit. We went. There was one Tuesday where we went taco hopping. So instead of bar hopping, we went and ordered a taco at each. One. <laughs> God, that sounds awesome. <laughs> That's just a fat kid thing to do. Let me tell you. No, no man, don't. Yeah, Pe- people underplay like different styles of eating like that, and taco hopping falls right in that category. Oh, that. <laughs> but it's hard to do taco hopping too, though, because usually you're not getting like that many good Mexican restaurants that close to each other. But right, like right. we, you know, we had a lot of great Mexican restaurants. Then you know, and each one kind of did a different special. So mm-hmm. they would do like on Tuesdays, like one was like chicken tacos were were you know a dollar fifty, and then the other one is steak tacos are a dollar fifty. Uh, you know what I mean? So we were going and just basically being cheap assholes and being like, okay, dollar fifty here, dollar fifty here, dollar. Give me the cheap one. Let's see. Let's see what your uh, your your bottom one goes for. You know? That's yeah. Awesome, like man. we just kind of went for it, and it it's insane how much fun a that is because you're it's a different experience of doing it. But mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it, it's cool. Like, you know, but you know what kind of food you're expecting. And I think that's the hard part, like, with barbecue is everyone can say, hey, I'm barbecue, but you don't know exactly what you are to expect yeah. when you sit down at that table. Right. And kind of like you said, unless you go to one of those places, like, you know, last uh, May I went – uh, with a buddy down uh, around Austin. I used to live in Austin. We met down there and I finally got to do some of the old, the old school, like Lockhart yeah. type stuff. And I knew what to expect and it still like blew my mind, but I expected meat market style, no cutlery, no frills, extremely high quality, simply prepared meat. That was just like, you know, but you're right. That, and that was what barbecue was there. Yeah. I've been in Carolina where barbecue is, they got all these different sides, and the dude literally like throws out half a pig that's been cooking for 16, 18 hours. Yeah, whole hog is big there. It was equally as barbecue. You know, yep. it was awesome. I, yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. And then, like, we do um, – one of the big uh, companies in the city, they do a thing called the Windy City Smokeout. And oh, cool. um, it's just awesome. It is – they get barbecue restaurants from all around the, the country to come up, vend for the weekend. Uh, it's it, there's it's a music festival. There's, you know, great bands playing. Unfortunately, they've moved it from where it used to be, which kind of upsets me a little bit because yeah. they had – like, I thought they had the perfect place. It was, it was right by um, the Daily Herald. They, they – literally had this huge lot it was under a bridge and you would see like the back it was basically the back was just the city skyline which was you know like such a you know what i mean like that feel 
And yeah. it, it was just amazing. And then they moved it to uh, the United Center parking lot. I'm like, mm, not quite it. as good. In their minds, they're like, oh, it's going to be an upgrade because we can get more people or whatever. And you're like, oh, you kind of killed what it was. You, you know? kind of killed what I wanted it to be. You know, I, I loved yeah. that, like, <laughs> shittier – like, it wasn't even a shittier spot. Like, I, it was on the river, too. Like, I just uh-huh. – it was such a great spot. Like, yeah. it really – like, I, I, I think it really – spoke barbecue and i don't know if they got i don't know if the spot became unavailable maybe the daily herald was like you know what we just don't want to rent it to you guys anymore yeah Who knows? you know but sure. yeah. that, no that's uh I mean, that's that's what i love about the barbecue world you know and again all my stuff it's meant seasonings kitchen to grill different genres all that but the the barbecue piece of the culture and the you know what it means to each individual person. I mean, me, me and my wife, we have the, we have the, like passive aggressive uh, barbecue discussions all the, you know, cause we're both from big barbecue cultures, Texas and Kansas city. Oh yeah. That, I can see that being a, a oh, small yeah. marriage feud. We, we, we work through it, you know, <laughs> you guys go through co- couples therapy. Like, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. You and sit so down I'm with a therapist and you're like, so like, I like salt and pepper. She believes it should be sauced. We're about yeah. to kill each other. Brady, could you turn in a call and admit the rib is good? Yeah, the rib's pretty good. You know, <laughs> so, but 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 at the end of the day, it's kind of opened my mind. And so when I go and visit my in-laws, you know, there's the handful of those old like hollowed places in Kansas City um, that that I go to, and I think it's pretty badass because they it's different from what I had growing up. And you know, Kansas City, you know, you're kind of talking about what you do. I think Kansas City's best ingredient is like their variety. You know, you go from one place to the other. You know, if you want to go grub down some dirty barbecue, you know, and feel bad about yourself, yeah. you got that. If you want to go high end, you got that. If you want something that just does ribs, you got that. Just does sandwiches. You know, that's pretty cool. It's not as uh, not as confined as like Texas is. It's gonna be brisket, ribs, sausage. It's not gonna be sauce. It's gonna be salt and pepper, and it's gonna be this thing. You know, and so I kind of I've come to appreciate that. Right. Yeah. Appreciate a little, a little outside the box and like, damn, this is pretty good. Right. Have you so, been to Plowboys? I have not been to Plowboys. Where is that? Kansas city, Kansas city. It's in, it's in Kansas city. They, they have three different locations. So I can't tell you exactly which one, where they all are. There is one in downtown Kansas city. Um, oh, right. but, uh, they do a barbecue nachos. Yeah. So they you, they can either do brisket, you can do pulled pork, you can do pulled chicken. All of all of them are amazing. But if right. you're not getting the burnt ends and brisket barbecue nachos, you're just Shit. fucking insane. Okay, there's just like literally like when I just saw that on the menu, I was like, yeah, there's nothing else on this menu that I want right now. Yeah. Now I had it, and I was on my way to the like I was we were going to get lunch and then we were going to the airport. Not a good idea. <laughs> you could have a bad time. I, and I don't say not a good idea because it wasn't delicious. It was fucking amazing. I wanted to fall asleep in the cab. Oh, yeah. You get that itis in Kansas City, man. I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, and I also, like, I ate the whole thing, which was, I should have stopped at about, like, three-fourths. Yeah. When I, like, was eating, and then I was like, oh, I'm kind of done. 
but it's so good, I'm going to keep eating. I should have been like, I should stop because I don't want to <laughs> hate myself. Well, bro brother, I, I grew up in Texas. South, I call it the South. Some people don't. But I grew up in the South. We, we eat for sport. <laughs> <laughs> so stuff like that, yeah, no, man. I, I get it, man. You're not – yeah, you're you're not speaking out of bounds. That's it's, it's the uh, but I, I I love it and talking about burnt ends, man. That you know I never really had them till I met my wife. And there's a place, Jack Stack in Kansas City, best burnt ends I've ever had. Go I go in like uh, Joe's ribs. I mean, it's like the best one that of that thing you've had, and that's really cool. You know, it's cool to go in something new and like, oh wow, I have I have not had something that is matched, right? Yeah, but it's meat candy. That's oh, what man. it is. Yeah. Burn ends or meat yeah. candy. Oh, baby. Just, just oh. gorgeous meat candy. Gorgeous, and, gorgeous meat candy. And, uh, it, but it, that is true. Like, you coming from that Texas background, you, you knew barbecue as one thing. She knew barbecue as another thing. And, mm -hmm. like I, I said, like, being where we are, I can do both of those and not have anyone judge me in any way, shape, or form. That's and that's cool, man. That's awesome. The only thing that makes it hard is some people like to say they know barbecue. Right. So they'll come up to us and be like, my kid goes to Kansas City. I'm like, okay. So we go to Kansas City a lot, and I'm going to match your barbecue up with blah, blah, blahs from Kansas City. And I'm like, okay. But here's the thing. I serve Texas-style brisket. It's going to taste different. It's going to be a different thing, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we're going to be a little different. Yeah. Like, one of the things that we're, we're slowly getting known for in, in our, you know, in our world is um, we do a pork belly burn end. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Which is not a traditional barbecue for anywhere, necessarily. So, we're getting kind of known for that. And... People are always like, oh, my God, this is so good. You know, why don't other barbecue restaurants or why don't other places do it? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't answer any of those questions. But, you know, they'll get they'll be yeah. like, well, where does this where did this originate from? And I'm like, honestly, I don't even know the Internet. <laughs> like, yeah, me, yeah, exactly. Internet. So, some guy who like fell asleep listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and woke up is like, you know what sounds good? Uh, pork belly, but yeah. also burn ins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> fell asleep to a Joe Rogan podcast, maybe was smoking weed too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's probably some of that. Right, right. Doesn't doesn't hurt the creative juice. It didn't anymore. hurt, you know. Uh, it happens, and yeah. it it's just but, like. I think that's the cool thing about barbecue. Not to get too philosophical, is um how people are so particular about it and creative with it i mean sure. look at look at how big of an impact that it has on culture yeah american we don't we don't have a ton of native foods and food cultures you know so much is borrowed and even part of barbecue obviously is borrowed but you know when my wife and i traveled overseas and they're like well, what what's american food is it just like mcdonald's hamburger hot dog and i'm like no man like the closest things are probably uh, you know, barbecue and then maybe like your Southern and Cajun cuisine stuff that, that was truly developed, you know? And so it's one of those handful of things culturally that, that we, even, even if we're really tied to one part of it or one style, we, we all actually grab onto, you know, everybody's kind of, kind of has a, co a commonality there. 
And that's kind of uh, that's kind of what I've been saying. Like when people are like, "Well, what do you think is the American cuisine?" I'm like, honestly, I think the American cuisine is barbecue. I think that probably yeah. That's that's the most well known. Not to mention, like, what did bar- barbecue started as peasant food, and that's what yeah. most cuisine started as. You know, yeah. you, you look at French food. So was, story, hey, right? You know, the, the founding fathers were having barbecues. Yeah. Uh, so rich, poor. It was cheap cuts. Yeah, like you said. I mean, that's peasant food, which all the great cuisines of the world, whether you love it or not, they're they're all almost always peasant food and rustic yep. to start. So yeah, no, man, I I agree a hundred percent. Like like we have a lot of great ramen places here, right? Um, I don't know. Ramen there, it is good. I don't know if you're if you're a ramen person or not. Um, but so we have a lot of great ramen places, you know, and it's so funny because like I'll talk to some of these guys that are you know ramen chefs, and they're like, yeah, we came here because we found out that you guys would pay twenty five dollars for a bowl of fucking ramen when I was making it for five dollars in Japan. You know what I mean? Like. And it's like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, dude. He's like, this bowl of ramen in Japan, he's like, I'm not going to get more than, you know, seven bucks for because it in Japan, it, it, it I think, right? It's from Japan, yeah. Somebody fact checked me. But, um, it, you know, it's not, to them, it's, it's everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the McDonald's. Like, they, they know it's, the good it's ones. Work. It's, it's your crisp chicken like you were getting on your way home. Yeah. You know, like that's their, their little comfort food thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's their comfort food. And, that, and like, and they'll, they'll tell you like, dude, if, if the broth isn't right, if the broth and the noodles ain't right, like it, it's just not good ramen then. It doesn't matter yeah, what else It's a basic, basics like based food. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's such, and like, I think that's what I like about ramen so much because it's so... Like if you mess the broth up, yeah. Oh, dude, I uh, I have a thing I call the pickle theory. Like if I go into like a nice deli or sandwich shop, and if if the pickle is awesome, I know everything else is gonna be good because it's that like they got the basic attention to detail. Go to taco place if they get the tortilla right, you know. If they get that piece right. Usually everything falls. If they don't, it's probably going to be a shittier okay. But See, the ramen fun- the same way. They don't get the broth. They don't get the noodles. <clears throat> we had a lady come up to us and say, because we, we, do, we do a mayo and, and uh, vinegar slaw mix. Okay. And um, she's like, your slaw is really good. And I'm like, thank you. She's like, that's how I know if a barbecue restaurant is good. I'm like, you judge it on the on the thing that I'm we don't slaw. give a shit about. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like honestly, like th- my slaw is like. I'm not gonna say it's an afterthought, but it's it's definitely it's not. Utility so, slaw. It's, it's a utility. Slaw. It's a utility slaw. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I mean, that's I prefer to be utility. I don't want a fancy slaw. Like I'm you not know? looking I, to make I, it I anything like special. Utility sides. Yeah. Like, I I will say though. Um, I do judge places on their mac and cheese. Okay, that's fair. And they should be judged. You know? <laughs> because, like, I think there's too many places that are using shit cheese and are using cheap noodles. Yeah. And they're using the wrong kind of noodle because the noodle wall right. is, too, is too thin, right? And, mm-hmm. and then they're trying to hold the damn thing for God knows how many hours. And the noodle's right. just, bleh. You know what I mean? It just yeah. becomes like mush. Well, I don't want to. And eat that's why it should it should be 
more homemade tasting and should, you know, there's those dishes that should taste like your mom or somebody's mom made it. Yeah. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be an afterthought. Slaw. Okay, man, you can throw some uh, mayo and vinegar and, and some cabbage together. Cause it's kind of like a side. It's, it's, it's a foil, right? Mac and cheese though. You're right. Something like that. It, it should absolutely play. It needs on to stand that something. It needs to stand there. Right. Absolutely. It needs to be there. Now, yeah. what, I'm going to ask you this question because I just kind of thought of it. What was the most yeah. interesting thing that somebody told you that they've used your seasoning on? That you were Ooh. just like, you did what? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you know, uh, early on, my chili lime, and, and a- afterwards I was like, oh, shit, that makes absolute sense. Uh, they put it on like mangoes and peaches and stuff, kind of like you'd see like a fruiteria. I would see that. And I just never even went. I never went sweet over savory to, to even think. And then I was like, oh well, shit, yeah, it's literally got chilies and lime and salt in it. So maybe, maybe that, or like I told you before, the uh, the hard boiled egg with yeah. my nephew. Yeah. You know, but no, that, that that's but, really interesting to say. Like, hey, we threw this on fruit because it had yeah. the it had the 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 pop that we wanted. And it enhanced the. No, absolutely. And, it, and at a farmer's market, I had a uh, Colorado Palisade peach place next to me. And they gave me a few peaches. I diced them up and I was handing them out as samples. And we were going gangbusters, man. Like, people were selling digging a shit ton it. of peaches. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that's probably the most distinct one. Uh, I can also see that being on a tequila no, rim. Oh, oh, buddy. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, tequila, beer. Uh, Bloody Marys, yeah, that's one of our staples with that one. Yeah, yeah, just throwing it on the rim, making it nice, so it gives you that oh. little bit of pop as, as you're drinking it. Oh yeah, like my wife loves uh, like uh, micheladas. We'll do okay. them homemade with like uh, t- uh, either Zing Zang or V8, and then you know like a, a Mexican beer. Yeah, that on the rim, a little lime. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It work. It works. You tell I like to eat I like the product. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, but that's fantastic, and that that's super cool, and that one of the uh, the important things about liking your product, you know, it's 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 very yeah. important because when you start talking to somebody about it, it, it shows. If you're like, yeah, well, that one, I just put that one out because it's a yeah, you know, we needed a filler, and it's like, oh, and you want me to buy it? Like, what the hell? You know what I mean? I'll buy your filler. Great, man. Yeah, but well, like when you you talk about it. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's still a small business, and obviously, I'm not eating off this because it's my side uh, business I've started, or at least not yet. Fingers crossed. Hey, there's only one day. Yeah, exactly. But you know, because you're gonna do it day in and day out. And I tell people like, there's gonna be those nights in the middle of the week where I've already worked my day job, and I gotta come home, and I gotta prep online orders, and I gotta do other stuff. I've gotta love it. You oh, know, yeah. I've gotta believe in it. I gotta like. I gotta like it. And I got to hope that it's going somewhere because, man, like, you're not going to make money tomorrow. And you're probably not going to make money the next day. And you're probably, you know, and if, if you do make money, it may not even be that much. And so you really got to enjoy the ride for what it is, the product for what it is. And, and I, again, I just love food and food culture. And, and that's what keeps me in it, you know. And I think it really that, does. that's super important. And like you said, the grind is um, it, it, there's some nights where you're just like, I don't want to do this at all yeah. like i just want to go to sleep but then you look at it and you're like there's like to me at least at least this happens to me and i get like 
not necessarily anxiety, but a little bit, or like, I guess you could call it anxiety where I look at it and I look at a stack of orders and I go, I have to do that. Like I have yeah, to you, do it. Yeah. Because it's definitely a driver, you know, it's a driver. Well, but you, I look at it like not only like a, they gave me money, but like, I look at it in a sense of like, nobody forced them to go to my website type in their credit card number and click submit. Yeah. So that person is actually pretty stoked about this product. About what you got. Yeah. Like we have one guy that literally like he called us because we have a catering number. So he calls the catering and I'm like, I don't know if you can help me or not. And I'm like, I'm like, what's up, dude? And he's like, you are sold out of your shiitake rope on the internet and i'm like no we're not he's like yeah you are <laughs> and i'm like give me two seconds hold on let me go check something so i'm looking at it somehow so we have like every place has an inventory thing right you type a number yeah. in yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so instead of us putting in a hundred bottles 10 in on accident okay. into the inventory <laughs> We didn't, it didn't like, yeah, right. I, I don't know what it was. It didn't save the extra zero. So after yeah. 10 orders, it showed sold out. And I was like, oh, I'm like, no, no. I'm like, dude, we got bottles. Don't worry. I'm like, boom. I'm like, right now we got bottles. It's up there. He's like, oh my God, thank you. He's like, is there, he's like, now he's like, he's like, since I have you on the phone, I know I'm ordering late. It was like a Tuesday. He's like, is there any yeah. way that I can have it by Friday? And I'm like... I don't know where do you live. It's <laughs> the other question. And he's like, I live yeah, in California. Right. He, he was in. A, it was a California address. And I'm like, I will do my best to get it out to you. And it was like, he called yeah. me. I think it was like noon here. So it was like nine. It was early there. It was like nine for him, giving me a call. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I will go take this to the post office right now for you to try to get it out. Like, I'm not gonna overnight it because. Right, but yeah, it, but, but the I guy, did two days. Customer, he's excited about it. Yeah, yeah. two to three days priority. Excited, right? Oh, super stoked! So I was yeah. like, two to three day priority, and I I just shipped it out to him, and I texted him like, cause I saved the number. I'm like, is this your phone number? He's like, yeah. I texted him on Thursday. He's like, I got it. I'm like, fantastic. There you go. And he's ordered like right, five yeah. or six times since then, so it's fantastic. Cool. But it was just like, you know, it, it probably made his day. Being me being like. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me fix all of this. Like I'll I'll fix it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like we'll make it work. And it was just super cool that he went out of his way to call us. Cause I mean, shit. How many other people would just be like, eh, whatever. I'll just use something else. Yeah. Next next product. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? That's like, a good feeling, man. That's really. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I want to ask you this Very question. Cool. This is kind of how we end the podcast. Uh. If you could go back into the beginning of your journey in this seasoning company, right? Knowing what you know now, you got a time machine. Mm -hmm. You give yourself three tips to help shorten your learning curves. What would they be? Hire on help faster. And I don't necessarily mean um, like hiring on like a part-time employee that bottles or does, but hire on a some sort of expert. And even if it's not hiring on, reach out and get mentorship 
from somebody who knows that I've I, almost two years now I've uh, worked with a food consultant here. You know, she used to be a buyer for Whole Foods and has a number of clients in the state and, and she helps it from anything from marketing to financials, but doing that first, cause I mean, it's a bootstrap anyway. And part of it, I liked learning the process of small business and what licenses, but it would have saved so much time on that. And I could have gotten down to really the meat and potatoes of, I want to be in retailers. <clears throat> I want to be in markets. I want to be doing demos and I want to build my brand and my product. That would have saved me a lot. Um, going after bigger fish sooner would probably be my number two. And by that, I don't, I know you have to start small. And I really was like pound of pavement, any gift store, you know, in Colorado, we have a lot of tourists. So we've got a lot of gift stores and that was a good little in, but you know, after like the 15th call to like the mom and pop gift store. And they're like, Oh, can we get one sample before we'll buy, you know, six bottles to be on the shelf. Just saying, you know, if you're interested, get back to me and move on to the next thing to build, to go bigger, faster. And I don't, I don't mean aspirations of like, Hey, I want to be a hundred, uh, you know, stores today and a thousand tomorrow, but just, just like, Hey, go where, you know, you're going to have a bigger impact faster I think I would have told myself that because I got hung up on, and it was almost like a pride thing. It was, I'd be like, man, my shit's better than what you have on the shelves. Why aren't you taking mine? And just like getting stuck on one one little thing at a time. And I, I could have like, you know, honestly, the things that have come easiest have been the bigger ones that are like, shit, we'll take a chance on you. And then it comes, you know, like a Lucky's Market's kind of like a Sprouts yeah. imperative. I got into those guys with like one call. You know, they were like, oh, shit, we love local products. Cool, you got UPCs? Yeah, you're good to go, you know. And so uh, it, it's funny how that works out. I, You know, yeah, I, I just – I think I would have <clears throat> would have shot bigger, faster. And if nothing else, you get feedback, right? So that all yeah. part of that mentorship of learning. You know, maybe some buyer would have been like, hey, you should target this, build up this way, uh, you know, learn that. Um, you know, my last one, I think, uh, I would have told myself, enjoy those early days. And when I'm first meeting people and, and, and enjoy the ride. And I still do. I really try and enjoy it. And there's been some cool stuff that's come out of it. Like case in point, I'm on your podcast. Uh, I write for a few local publications now. Uh, I've gotten to meet some really cool people. Uh, I've gotten to go to little conferences, you know, um, I was invited to like a little uh, business thing at, at a revamp hotel downtown one night. And I was talking to this older gentleman in a bar and, you know, he's like, Oh, what do you do? I'm like, Oh, well, I'm here because my seasonings and all this. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, Oh, I'm the mayor. And I'm like, yeah, of what? And he's like, yeah, the town you're in. You know, <laughs> the mayor for like, Oh, cool. Hey, you know, I would have told myself, Hey man, just enjoy each time and thing you're doing and enjoy the whole process. Cause there's some cool stuff that's really come from it. You know, that's and, awesome. And That's a great to, story, by the way. It is, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's like, oh, cool, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know and, and the little exciting nuggets that keep you going of like, you know, I actually got my first Illinois store recently. There's a, a, a natural foods place in Bradley called Kankakee Foods I just got in, you know, that found me online. And those little like, like Jim's like, like you said earlier, like that one guy that wanted the the thing that was out of inventory. Yeah. You know, enjoying those little pieces. And when you hear, cause it's, it's almost like a, a an addiction sometimes, you know, like <clears throat> we're all addicted to these things. It's, it's a hit every time, like you get a new sale or a new store or somebody comes and, you know, 
really sitting back and appreciating that like all the work you did on the boring stuff and all the time you put in waiting because there's a lot of patience involved all those things enjoy that you know enjoy those pieces because because some of the fun stuff's coming <clears throat> yeah dude that those are some great tips now can i ask you for one more favor can you let everyone know where they can find you on the internet where they can follow your journey yeah absolutely so you can and where they can order from you say again i said and where they can order from you obviously that's a big one. Oh, absolutely so right now uh retailer wise if you live in the great state of colorado we're in a hundred safeway stores uh also lucky's market hoping to launch into whole foods and sprouts here soon as well um there's a multitude of small retailers and grocers around the country that carry us, kind of one-off independents. And then our website, you can find us at uh, jbradyseasonings.com. We ship anywhere in the country as well as Canada, UK, Ireland, Australia. There's a handful of the other Anglosphere that we, we ship to because it's easy. And uh, we're actually going to do, since we're new, we're going to be on the podcast. We're doing a promo. Uh, if you enter the code PODCAST, so P-O-D-C-A-S-T, um, we uh, will give you a 15% off for your orders if you want to try it. Oh, dude, that's fantastic. So, guys, make sure you go check his seasonings out and make sure you go order. Uh, support local small seasonings. That's what it's all about. Um, once again, dude, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, and chatting seasonings, chatting barbecue, and uh, just having a good all day, Mike. Dude, sure appreciate it. This it was great. fantastic. Let me tell you, it was awesome. So, thank you. Thank you very Excellent. much. Yeah, yeah, thank you, and uh, I'd love to get you some seasonings too, man. I'd love to send you some of the product just to, just for thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'd love to, love to do it. We'll figure it out.